peace, family, and thank you for tuning into the I Grew Up Over 30 podcast. I'm your host, Dre, and I greet you in love. After having a convo with my sis about my nephew peeing in the bed, right after watching an old-ass Law & Order episode, I couldn't help but sing me some sexual chocolate. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> but for real, I just want to talk about the babies. First, let me say, being a mother is a big umbrella because I believe being a mother is a behavior versus a single action, meaning any human body that has the equipment can carry and push out a baby. But we know that that one single act isn't being a mother. Let me say this because people seem to be more comfortable with it being said like this. Anybody can make a baby, but that doesn't make them a father. See? Same shit. So with that being said, I just want to say that if you know a child, you influence that child, whether you mean to or not, whether that child is in your life directly every single day or not. Any of us that have contact with these little people influence their minds one way or the other. And that could be in any capacity because parenting isn't always done by the mother and the father. This could be a grandmother. This could be an auntie. This could be a foster family. This could be a godparent. This could be an auntie that gets the kids on the weekends. I mean, whatever. We, we all act in some type of a capacity to a parent to another child. Now, the truth is that most of us go through some type of challenge growing up and not many of us understand or acknowledge how much it hurts us and our generations to come. So I know that I don't really know everybody's story, obviously. So I'm just going to tell you how I get to become my own parent and how every damn day I try to be me responding, not Maria, not Jaime, not anybody else, uh, not some of the moms that I admire in real life and on social media, but me, how I get to respond as me when my kids do some stupid shit <laughs> or <laughs> some shit that just don't make no sense. But before I get into my topic of conversation, I just want to give you a little background of me and how shit was for me as a kid. The skinny, though, because ain't nobody got time. So my parents, I think I've said this before, left um, Columbia. And I was the only one of my siblings that was born here. So they came in sometime in 80, 1980. Um, and then... I was born a couple of years later. Now, by the time my parents had me, they were both in their late 30s. Um, and I don't know what happened prior to, but when I was like six, something like that, they got divorced and I went to go live with my dad who got custody of me and my older sister, who's just only but a couple of years older than me. Um, but truthfully, probably subconsciously, I had lost all hope in marriage. I probably didn't even think that it was a real thing because you know how, like as a kid, especially if you're, you know, my age where we were born, you know, 
prior to 90 where we got to see all these Disney movies and Prince Charming and all these sitcoms where these people live these happy marriages and, you know, a house full of kids and all these um, whatever American dream, you know what I'm saying? But in real life, my parents weren't together. Um, I didn't really see a lot of healthy marriages in my life, uh, especially, you know, that I can remember now from being before I was six. So really being six, you know what I'm saying? And then my parents divorcing and my mother never remarried. My mother stayed um, single for the rest of her life. <laughs> but my dad remarried twice. So, you know, there's that. But the point is that I had to live with and deal with and survive in an environment where these two people were getting back some type of freedom that they hadn't had. My mother was really, you know, really wilding out for real. And I just think that my dad just was tired of being a parent and you know, God rest his soul, but the truth is the truth. My mother raised my older siblings. So now here was my father having a teenager and a child, you know, like full time. You know what I'm saying? Like he was not, yeah, no, was not in the cards. So, you know, you just kind of grow up in those environments and life goes on, right? And, you know, specific incidents don't matter because that's why I go to therapy. Um, but I took certain things that happened and in my subconscious, they stayed there. So when I became a parent, there was so many things that I had to mentally fight against to not be like them. And for a long time, I was still growing up. I mean, truthfully, you know what I'm saying? Like I had my young, my oldest son, I was pregnant at 16. I had him when I was 17. And a few months later, I turned 18. So I tell him all the time, we jab like grew up together because I'm still learning to not respond like my parents and more, not even so much that I'm learning not to respond like them. I'm learning to recognize the behavior that makes me want to respond like them. I'm stopping the tape and rewinding it before I get to act like them. So then that way I give myself a moment to, to respond as me, not in, in this, you know, we, I'm in a two parent household. You know what I'm saying? My, my, well, not me, my children are in a two parent household. My husband and I don't parent exactly the same. We sometimes have to check each other or we have to discuss certain things and we have to um, ask ourselves, who are we responding at uh, as? And, you know, and I tease my husband sometimes because I'll call him by his father's name and I'll be like, all right now, you know what I'm saying? Let's remember how that made you feel as a child. So that to me helps me, helps him, helps us to break the cycle, to be our own parent, to unlearn toxic behaviors and patterns and habits that we can just pick up and start doing with our own kids, even though we know that it wasn't healthy, even though we know that we didn't like it. You may not remember how you responded at the time or what was going on, nothing like that, but certain things stick out as a child when you become a parent. 
And so you get to choose how you get to parent your child and how your following generations get to be. Do you continue the cycle or do you break it? And we don't get to break everything. Let's just keep it real. We're going to make mistakes and we're not going to get it right. And there's going to be things that our kids later on do in life that may be completely different than how we did it because they have to process shit by themselves too. They're going to have to go through that shit on their own. Their mind and their subconscious and their behavior, their environment, their life is going to dictate them to be their own person. But for me, I can just do my part to make sure that I don't um, make my kids feel, you know, the way that I did about certain instances. So, anywho, um... I like to think that I still pick myself up and and did my own thing. And in many ways, I do. I also offer myself grace when I react a certain way. That's not a liking to the type of parent that I'm trying to be. Um, There's been times that I have to go back and apologize to my kids. And I know some, you know, some of y'all have this issue with that. (laughs) That's between you and them. But for me, um, when I act in a way that is not pleasing to me, it hurts me. It bothers me. It keeps me up at night. You know, it leads to conversations with my husband and it leads me to an apology from my children. And I like to think that they appreciate that transparency, that honesty, that growth versus you making your kid feel like shit and then you just show up with McDonald's. Right. Because let's just take that a little further to your child as an adult and being in a toxic relationship and the person treating them like shit and then giving them something. Ooh, because, yes, it does come back. Yes, those influences and those instances that you make your child feel real small will absolutely come out in the relationships that they have with people later on in life. That's why you are the way you are, how your mama treats you, how your daddy treats you, how granny treats you, okay? How them kids up at the school talk to you because their parents was up at the school talking to them crazy. Come on now. Believe you me. Okay? It comes full circle. So with that being said, I'm going to jump out there and say some of y'all forget that children are little people, that these are little humans, that... They have feelings, that they have emotions that they can't always control. These feelings and emotions and things that are happening in, within them are new to them. You, y'all be wanting adult responses out of a fucking five-year-old, right? You don't even allow a child time to process something before you expect them to just flip the switch and keep going. And realistically, you don't do that. You were not taught that. So how is the child supposed to do that? Okay. Some of y'all, myself included, right? Because that's why I'm making these episodes. Because even even today, tomorrow, the day after, there's going to be times that I have to check myself and make sure I'm responding as me. So us, all of us, there's times that we can't control our emotions. There's times that we can't process what we're feeling. There's times that we respond out of anger because that's the only emotion that we're used to. Be loud and wrong. Okay. 
I know y'all want to hear that, but it's the truth. Some of y'all are unable. Some of us, me, sometimes I am unable to effectively communicate as a fucking adult. And I have to ask myself, are you responding as you right now? Or are you having a temper tantrum? Are you responding in in a defense mechanism from some previous trauma? And I know y'all like to think that every day is a new day, but don't act like yesterday isn't really a part of today. For real. So I feel for myself in this journey that I had so many red flags that led me to this journey, that led me to therapy. And one of those red flags was how I treated my babies. I mean, truthfully, there's a lot that I have to process and deal with that helps me to be my own parent when I interact with my kids. But I don't always communicate or I didn't always communicate with them the way that I do now. And maybe sometimes even more so now because sometimes they'll do some shit. And my first reaction is to cuss and be like, are you are you fucking serious? So I take a moment and I'm like, bitch, that is no. (laughs) And so I had to learn. First of all, I had to recognize that that was a problem, right? That led me to therapy to like, okay, bitch, something, there's something deeper going on. And often, several times a day, sometimes it feels like. I'm having to kind of touch back to six-year-old Andrea and say, hey, it's okay. You don't have to be scared. You know, um, when I experienced certain things as a child and something comes up now as an adult, I have to go back to 10, 11, 12-year-old Andrea. Nah. It's okay. We're safe. We're good. We're in good company. We're protected. I, I have to fight through that fear and that anxiety of certain situations that I've gone through. And what my therapist likes to call self-advocacy. Because who going to advocate more for me than me? But I have to process and make sure I'm advocating for the right version of myself. So let me give you an example, completely off topic from children, but there I worked this job, not, not the one I'm at now, a previous job. And there was an incident that happened with some, with a coworker and truth be told, I wanted to knock her head clear off. And in front of both of our supervisors, I basically said that, you know what I'm saying? And I worked with someone that thought that that was funny, that we laughed about, that we made everybody else in the office feel uncomfortable about. And now, you know, on my job that I'm at now, when something irritates me, I have to go back and say, are you responding or is this bothering Andrea right now? Or is this bothering Andrea from 10 years ago? And so when I start that internal policing about what's going on, I'd be like, girl, uh, fuck that shit. (laughs) Because it just 
doesn't require attention from who I am now. So back to the babies. If I don't um, feel that I'm in a good place to respond to something that's happening, I won't. And I'll be very honest and say, I'm going to step away for a second. Mommy needs a moment. We'll talk about this later. If it's something that I don't feel like I can deal with on my own, I am blessed. I'm thankful that I can call my husband, their dad, and talk about it. And we can come up with something or he'll say he'll deal with it or or whatever. And I know that that is a very personal blessing. And I know that there are so many of us women that are out there raising these babies by ourselves. And for one, I love you extra hard, queen. I do. And while you may not have a husband or their father or someone right there in the immediate moment that you can consult with, you can always go to God, sis. You can always take it back to self and just close the door and say, go to your room. Give me a minute. And if you have to wait until the next day, right, do that. If you have to pick up the phone and call your own mother, if you have to call a girlfriend that you, you know, you like how she deals with her kids or or, or whatever, right? Process your own emotions before you go and dumping on the baby because you might be bringing frustration from the job. You might be bringing frustration because of what their father didn't do or the fact that you're doing this all alone or what, you know what I'm saying? You might be responding with way more energy than needs to be um, sent to your child. I hope y'all ain't hear that, but if you did, that was my dog. <laughs> so I, for myself, like I said, to, to, to get me to this journey, to get me to therapy, I just had to accept that I was not dealing with shit properly. And I had to realize that I was sometimes expecting my babies to respond as an adult. And that was where my frustration was coming from. And how, how, that's just truly, it's just unrealistic, honestly. So one of the biggest things that I have to work on with them is watching what I say. Because no matter how much people say that words don't hurt, that's bullshit. The hell they don't. They do. And they will damage a child's confidence and self-worth. Period. I don't. Period. Y'all be trying to tell these children that the the mean things that these kids say to them at school shouldn't bother them and this, that, and the third. That is not true. And that is not okay. And that is not a healthy way to tell your child to deal with things. Words hurt. Watch your mouth to your babies. You don't like being talked to like that. You don't like being told that you, you know, are dumb or you're stupid or why the fuck or how the fuck or what the fuck. Or, I mean, you don't like being talked to like that because you get flustered and frustrated and you don't know how to fucking respond. And then your motherfucking defense mechanism goes up and now it's just a fucking fight. But see, because they babies, you feel like you should be allowed to speak to them any kind of way because Lord forbid that they say something back, right? Right. Because now you feel disrespected. 
Now, we're quick to tell other adults that respect is a two-way street. So why do you feel that that doesn't apply to your babies? Why? The same way your mama don't need to be talking to you any kind of way and how you want to find your voice and say to your mom, hey, that hurt my feelings. Your babies want to say that too. Your babies want to tell you that too. Now, again, for myself, right? Last episode, I mentioned about my dad and how he was shady. I mean, he would just throw shade instead of correcting me with certain when when I would misspeak in Spanish, right? And I don't like remember exactly what I said, but I remember that he didn't correct me in love. And I damn sure know that that shit still bothers me to this day. I remember where we were in the house. I remember what we were doing. I remember my sister that was born in Colombia being being sitting being sitting right there. Wow. Being right there eating and trying not to laugh. And I what I remember most is how small I felt. How hurt I felt. How I I just felt like, well fuck it then I won't even speak Spanish. So when you think that words don't hurt, imagine wanting to abandon your own culture because of something somebody said to you. Picture that, right? So it's like, how can we say or how can we teach a child to be strong through words, but we see them being weakened by the very things that we say? Y'all will see your child's shoulders drop, their head lower. You can literally see their posture just like a fucking hunchback. And y'all will keep digging and digging and digging and digging. How much do you really think that that child can take? And then there's two sides to that, right? Because your child might go out into the world and treat people like that. Or your my, your child might grow up to be a doormat for people to be treated like that. Again, full circle. So, uh, again, for myself, that's what I do the most. I watch what I say. I make sure that I'm not making them feel small. That um, if it is something that I find to be, for lack of a better word, dumb. Is it really dumb or is it a lack of knowledge? Because there's a difference. And really, it might not be. Sometimes we dumb because of lack of knowledge, right? You don't know. How you? How are you going to know if nobody teaches you? How? So like my episode with Bache, where we talked about, you know, men not being able to do basic life skills because they're not taught these things because they're fed all these stereotypical shit. Well, now then you have an adult that can't do basic shit that puts a brand new red shirt in with the whites and is surprised when his whole wardrobe is pink. I mean, seriously. Full circle, y'all. And the truth is. I'm not going to sit here and act like I treat my children with baby gloves because I don't. They'll hear me cussing. They make it cuss that. Not going to lie. 
Just not going to lie. But to be a thousand percent recently, I really do try to take that deep ass breath when they do something that's fucking backwards and I want to just Kirk. I take that moment for myself, not even so much for them. It is for them. It is for them. But it's also for me, because like I said, I don't feel good when I talk to my kids like they were a fucking adult. I don't feel good, you know, having cussed them out about some shit. And, you know, what I'm saying that then has me questioning my own parenting or my own self or whatever. No, I'd rather take a moment of reflection and come back to something with a clear mind and an open mind and, and, and a willingness to have a conversation with my children. And let me just say, that includes my five-year-old. That includes asking him about his feelings, asking him if he's okay, explaining why certain things are being done in a certain way, even if his little mind can't process it, but he's given the time and the attention and thought of enough that he's explained something. Obviously, in a way that he is most able to comprehend, but realistically, he's five. He's not going to understand everything. But there are many, many things that you can break down in a way that makes your child feel loved and not ridiculed and criticized by the person that's supposed to unconditionally love and support them the most. I make the conscious effort to say things that are uplifting and encouraging and not things that will lower their self-confidence or to just not be nasty. You know, a lot of times I'm sarcastic the way that my dad is, but I get to remix it. I get to say it in a way that that they can laugh at, right? That they can take like heart that they can take lighthearted and be okay with um, the constructive criticism. Or be okay with being reminded of something. You know, like, um, say your child has to take out the trash. You don't have to cuss them out because they haven't gotten to the trash. You can say something like, the trash going to get itself? Or you paying somebody else to get the trash? Where you can make your point that you acknowledge that the trash is not done. You're reminding them that it's their responsibility. And you're putting them on motherfucking notice. Uh, I'm going to need you to get to that champ. <laughs> and all the while, you didn't act like an ass. You didn't treat your baby like somebody off the fucking street. Which, let me just say, we really need to stop saying that because we need to stop pe treating people. I don't even know what that means, for real. Like... Some of y'all be super kind to people on the fucking street and then get home, treat your baby like shit. So I don't even, <laughs> I don't, can we just be kind as a side note? Can we just start being nice to people because we're humans all having this experience together? Like just quick sidebar. Anyway, so I just want to say that I'm not saying none of this to like shit on my parents, right? Like I'm not putting myself on front street to make my parents seem like horrible people because it's not like that. But I know and I understand where their lack of parenting stems from. And it's just through conversation. You know, God rest my father's soul. But when he got sick, he spoke much more candidly about 
being the oldest, not knowing his father, you know, it, it being just him and his mother. And that my mother is still willing, thank God, and, and able to recollect and talk about things. I can understand things more. I can empathize with her decisions. It doesn't take away from what I felt, but it helps me process things in a way without resentment, without bitterness. It helps me to flow in a, in a way of understanding because I need to take all of that and, and apply that wisdom to my babies, right? So I just wanted to have this conversation with y'all because I feel like we don't love on the babies enough. Um, we love them, but are we really loving on them? Are we really cultivating them to be the people we want them to be? So I just want to leave y'all with this. Um, my son and I were talking one day and I asked him what he wanted to be when he grows up. And he said, I want to be myself. So think about that. Think about that, what that means for your baby, that they just want to be them, that they just want to be happy. He didn't have no career choice. He didn't have nothing he wanted to, he just want to be him. So let's love on them and cultivate them and nurture them so that they can be the best versions of themselves. I love y'all for listening, family. Be easy. Peace.